Listening to CITR Radio FM 102, 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from 1965, Australia, the missing links with Wild About You, probably the most famous Missing Links song ever, the most popular one, the song you've probably heard the most. And coming up in a second, I'm going to play the song that you haven't heard the most, probably the least listened to Missing Links song. Missing Links are from Australia, also home base for Cut Copy. And today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Cut Copy. So, right now, I'm going to play something by The Missing Links. As I mentioned, you just heard from 1965, Wild About You. I'm going to play now, which is, Hey Mama, Keep Your Big Mouth Shut Backwards. Yes, this was released in 1965 backwards. They played the song, Missing Links, and then the record company decided to reverse it and release it as a single in parts one and two on a 45. This actually was released. Some really early experimental music, courtesy The Missing Links. So you heard the most popular Missing Links song, Wild About You. Now here's probably the least popular Missing Links song, although the most valuable. Collectors pay thousands for this release. Here's H apostrophe T-U-O-M space T-U-H-S. 
Hey Mama, keep your big mouth shut backwards by the missing links and in an interview with From Australia. Cut copy on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show.
I'm Dan from Cut Copy, the band from Australia. And Dan, who else is in Cut Copy? Please introduce them. Well, this is my friend Tim, who plays guitar. Uh, Hi. This is Mitchell, he plays drums. Indeed. This is Ben, he plays synth and bass. Synth and bass. <laughs> Cut Copy, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you for having us. Now, I saw you guys yesterday at CITR Radio. You were doing a DJ set. Yes, well, I guess Dan started out as a college radio DJ, so it was like returning to his roots. So you were playing CDs! Well, yeah, I was. So I was so excited, you were on Tyler's show, one of the hottest shows in Vancouver, Radio Zero! <laughs> I was amazed, it was, it was incredible. It was an amazing show, so I thought that you might have brought out some vinyl to play. I actually bought a piece of vinyl out and put it on the turntable, but then I, I kind of got scared and I didn't play it, so... I think you had mentioned to me, because I saw you there, something about it's hard to travel with vinyl. Yeah, I guess because we have so much gear already. And we used, when we first started touring, as Dan and I DJ, we would carry around like boxes of vinyl, but they would just get destroyed just carrying them around from country to country. So, uh, and most places now, the turntables are like broken because people put their CD wallets on top of them and stuff like that. So you get there and you, you know, put all this effort into taking vinyl and the record players don't even work. Well, I thought you're on tour and you guys are doing a lot of DJ sets, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Yeah, going to the clubs. We do, yeah. We do a lot of our own parties too, sometimes after a show. Um, you know, have our own after parties and these guys will get up and DJ. So there's a lot of responsibility on Cut Copy, isn't there? Yeah, there's just not enough hours in the day. However, I think it's important you do have vinyl. So I have a gift for you, Cut Copy. Right off here, the Malcolm McLaren Duck Rock Special Banded DJ Radio Play. Wow, that's incredible. I've actually got this record, but not the special banded DJ for radio play version, so that's actually quite exciting. So, Dan, how does this record play into the new record? Is there some connection to the new record? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess our new record was sort of inspired by a lot of stuff from this era, particularly, I guess, um, music in the 80s that was inspired by African music and sort of, uh, you know, stuff like Talking Heads and um, a lot of, you know, Trevor Horn stuff, Malcolm McLaren, obviously a good example of that, um, you know, Grace Jones, um, probably like a whole host of things there, but but I, I guess our music probably similarly is inspired by, by sort of like, uh, you know, African percussion and rhythm and that kind of thing, and um, that was probably something that we explored on this record more than... We have in the past. That's why I thought it'd be important to get it to you for the DJ set. Because look, suggested tracks, suggested cuts you can cross off. That's true. We can we can tick these off as we go. <laughs> now, Tim, you are from Cut Copy, aren't you? Yes, I am. And Tim, you've done some mixes, some mixtapes, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I guess with uh, with every release, like you know, we'll kind of put together. When we start actually writing the record, we'll give each other mixtapes of stuff that we're listening to that could potentially inspire the album. And then after we kind of finish making the record, like, you know, 
Dan will usually take all those tracks and put it together as like a DJ mix, but like more as like, you know, a backstory to what kind of informed the record. Now, does Tim use mixtapes for anything else? Um, probably for listening. Anything else, perhaps? I've never seen him use one. I thought you used mixtapes to help get ex-girlfriends. Get ex-girlfriends? To get, ba- to get back at ex-girlfriends? Or to win over ex-girlfriends. To win over ex-girlfriends, yeah. Well, it's uh, not going too well. <laughs> yes, I understand you had some trouble with Eddie Kendricks. You tried to make a mixtape and your gr- ex-girlfriend didn't like Eddie Kendricks? <sighs> I don't know. Um, my current girlfriend really likes Eddie Kendricks. I played her that new Eddie, Kendri- uh, the Eddie Kendricks song that appears on the mixtape for this one. And I think, yeah, that, that's why she fell for me. And the last mixtape failed with Eddie Kendricks. Kendrick's, didn't it? It failed. It failed. Like, the girlfriend didn't come back. Right. Yeah, I don't ever remember doing that for an ex-girlfriend, but, um, but yeah, no, certainly my current girlfriend, I, I think, yeah, I really want her over with my mixtape. Well, I have something else to win you over and win her over. Another Eddie Kendrick's. Oh, wow. Oh, fantastic. Slicks. Excellent. I actually don't have this one. So. Now, would this win over your new girlfriend if you needed to win over your new girlfriend? And can you tell the people about Eddie Kendricks, the importance to cut copy? Um, I guess, like, he just, like, yeah, potentially, like, mostly for this record, uh, I guess his record, My People Hold On. Um, uh, uh, particularly that track that has this very kind of strange percussive kind of uh, groove to it and it's quite slow and it's a very strange track the way it's kind of arranged and so yeah that song in particular became yeah quite a centerpiece for this record tell me about grandmaster melly mel um i think he was uh, uh friends with the furious five um and yeah i guess uh, you know he, he was around back in the day in the right era Similar era to this, in fact. In fact, he sampled something, didn't he? Um, I'd say probably sampled a few things, yes. The song White Lions, and I have another gift for you, Cat Copy, sampled the band Liquid. 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 Yes, there you go. Cavern. Yeah, what's this tune all about? Cavern, and on the B side, we've got some ESG as well happening there with the UFO, a double side. Oh, the UFO. That's awesome. That's been heavily sampled as well. It has. Yeah, I think the Liars did it, and who else? There's like another hip-hop track. Hip-hop people have have sampled it, yeah. But how about the Cavern, the Liquid Liquid? When did you get into them, and how'd you get into them? Um... I guess, I think their record got re-released by Mowax like maybe 10 years ago. It was sort of probably about the same era when I was doing my radio show. And I remember kind of just going, what's this weird thing? I thought it was new. And then uh, just because it had been re-released sort of, uh, you know, recently at the time. And, and, um, and then I did all this research and discovered that it was actually, you know, from the early 80s and it's this crazy sort of, you know, street band basically. Um, and so that's sort of when I got into it. I have a quote for you, Cut Copy. Here it is, quote, I'm missing some of my organs. You'll be relieved to hear that the Hammond isn't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's happy news. (laughs) And who could that possibly be? Uh, I I don't know. Dan? (laughs) Tony? Tony Care? Tony Carey? Yeah, yeah, Tony Carey. Yeah. Explorer. Explorer. Yeah, I, I don't know that one. Is that uh, who's who's Tony Carey? You guys like Tony Carey, don't you? Explorer. He was from Rainbow. He was the keyboardist from Rainbow, and he had a solo project called Explorer. 
That's cool. <laughs> and you can learn all about it right now, here. There's some Tony Carey for you guys. Uh, this is wild. I think I've got a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of catching up to do on Tony Carey. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, this is great, man. Cut copy the Yarra River. There's the Yarra River, right? Uh, Yarra. Yarra is sort of the pronunciation, but yes. Now, what's the deal about being on one side of the river or being on the other side of the river? Uh, I guess there's a, um, a degree of cultural as well as physical separation. Uh, the north side is, I guess, what you'd call the, the cool side, whereas the, the, the other side, the south side, is maybe um, full of... Uh, is rumoured to be full of yuppies and not a lot of culture. So, yeah, if you live on one, then you're you know, you said to be cool. If you live on the other, then you've got it all wrong and you need to make a change in your life. And Dan actually did that. He was a Southside resident for, like, many years. And about two years ago, he finally came to the dark side of the north side. This is what I was wondering is, where do you fit in? So you fit in on the right side. Not the north or the south, I but the right now. side. I do now. I finally, uh, yeah, crossed sides, having sort of uh, been languishing in the, you know, supposed yuppie area that Mitchell was talking about for seven or eight years. In Melbourne, there's King Street, isn't there? There is a King Street, yes. Is it safe now? Um, no, probably not. No, definitely not. It's like, it's probably an area that you want to stay away from after like 10 p.m. through to 9 a.m. I heard that they made it safer, though. No, I don't, I, think, I don't think they have. They might have made it safer than something. I think they've closed down a couple of uh, strip clubs and it's just full of dudes spilling out of strip clubs and getting in fights and maybe stabbing each other with broken bottles. Well, that's the way it seems to me when I, when I go anywhere near it. Have you guys played there at all? No, never. Do you know any bands that have played there ever? No, no. We had a friend who opened up a club down there. I don't think it lasted very long because, yeah, the patrons from the surrounding kind of There's strip clubs. Brown Alley place. We've, we've actually oh, yeah. DJed down there before, yeah. but it was sort of like on the fringe of the sort of strip club kind of um, uh, bar fight kind of area, so it wasn't quite as bad. Have you guys heard of the restaurant Lord of the Fries? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah, that's a, that's a staple of my diet, actually. I, I'm, yeah, I have... Tim actually is the Lord of the Fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the concept behind it. It's a vegan restaurant, but they don't tell people that it's vegan. No, no, exactly. And they have so... I never thought you could have so many different combination, combinations of hot chips, but, you know, they found a million. What are some other restaurants in Melbourne? Have you heard of Leo's at all? Leo's or Orange? Orange, Orange, is, a, <laughs> Orange is a cafe that Dan and I used to... Uh, that's on the south side, so... Um, can't really talk about it in front of these two, but yeah. It used to be the place to go. It might be still for losers, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my no, god. Great place. We used to we recovered from uh yeah, many, many hangovers um at Orange. It was right near Dan's house and uh, when we used to all uh years ago, I guess before we even had a band, um, you know, weekends we'd sort of would be out, out drinking, you know, it was a regular regular thing. And um our regular recovery was yeah, go down to Orange for coffee and breakfast. Is Orange thanked in the liner notes at all when he cut copy records? Not on this record, no. Do you thank anybody to do with food in any of your records? Yeah, I think the, the we went... Was it the cafe, various cafes oh, yeah, in Melbourne? Yeah. Good, good cafes of, uh, of Melbourne. Yeah. Have you guys heard of all about Dave Granny at all and his band The Moodists? Oh, yeah, Dave Granny. Yeah, he's a, he's a staple sort of Melbourne icon who's uh, yeah, been playing basically as long as I can remember. With Claire Moore, too. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Have you thought about working with the Moodists at all? Well, I don't, the, Dave. The, the Moodists don't exactly exist anymore, I don't think, but, um, but Dave has his own sort of, you know, 
solo thing that uh, it's kind of a bit of a, I guess maybe a bit of a loungy sort of uh, maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek kind of show that I actually, I went to see a bunch of his gigs when I was sort of first starting out going to, um, you know, shows in Melbourne and that kind of thing. And yeah, he's, I think he's sort of pretty well liked by everyone. He's like a real legend, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He like wrote a book too recently, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And one of the guys from the Muda, Steve Miller, has like the House of Refreshment Bar. Have you guys heard about that place? Yes, it's actually in a convent. It's it's this weird, um, yeah, place that's basically impossible to find. But it's like on the third level inside this convent, um, which is sort of in Collingwood, I think, sort of vaguely close to where I live. But um, yeah, it's basically impossible to find. But they, I think, they serve like really bizarre range of things, like maybe Fanta. And then, like, like potato chips and, you know, two-minute noodles or something. It's like this really weird menu, um, but apparently it's quite good. Cat Copy, are you guys into the 60s punk stuff from Australia? You know, like the Ugly Things compilation, 60s Down Under, or, say, like, The Missing Links? Are you guys into one of the 60s punk? Uh, not, not especially. I mean, I, I, I would like to get into it. Because, like, Missing Links, Wild About You, you know, the Saints covered the song. Are you into any of that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is, you know, is really cool. Australia has a pretty cool tradition of, like, uh, rock and roll and and punk rock. Um, And there are a million bands, you know, The the Missing Links. But um, there's a lot of sort of rare uh, Australian stuff that I know people, collectors, like to track down the original um, uh, seven inches of, yeah, the early Australian punk rock stuff. What about Daddy Cool? Have you heard of them? Yeah, we've heard of Daddy Cool. Yeah, Daddy Cool are not really punk rock, are they? They're not really cool either. <laughs> but they did do a video, didn't they, for Eagle Rock in like a fish and chip shop in Melbourne? Have you been to that fish and chip shop? I don't know whether I've seen that. Which which store is it? Do you guys know? There's a fish and chip shop that the video. You can check it on YouTube. Eagle Rock is the song, so you can put Daddy Cool and Eagle Rock and see the fish and chip shop. <laughs> we actually played a show in a fish and chip. Uh, seafood restaurant in Canberra once to about four people. So it actually had the same name as a really cool venue in Canberra, but we got somehow accidentally booked for the wrong thing. So we played in the in the restaurant rather than the actual cool venue. Did you taste any fish and chips at all? Um, there was like, well, I'm the only meat eater but at the time. There was just the three of us in the band, so it was like this massive pile of of seafood, which I think I tried to eat but that's amazing like what a dream rider <laughs> a pile of seafood and i think the chef told us we suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true it's like people yelling through orders and he's like yeah, and you guys suck <laughs> and you are cut copy in vancouver british columbia canada Duh. canada now cut copy going to melbourne what about the band um, oh, the Australian band. Yeah, well, did I pronounce that right? How should that be pronounced? Like Mr. Brophy. Well, that that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Because it's not chick, chick, chick. Yeah, it's I don't want to confuse that with uh, with the other one. Yeah. The, what do you know about them? Because they're sort of legendary, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I guess that they're like sort of a seminal kind of um, you know post punk kind of um, group. I think. I mean, I, I'm not that familiar with their work. I just know Philip Brophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm familiar with him. He's a he's a sort of a. An I can tell the people Philip Brophy. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Brophy was actually one of my university lectures in lecturers in Melbourne. He did a soundtrack uh, course, and he's yeah, he's a master of uh, all things sound design and music. 
How about the primitive calculators? Have you guys heard of them at all? Yeah, yeah, they were a, a kind of, I guess, another kind of seminal kind of Melbourne band, and they kind of like reformed. They're, they're still playing. I actually yeah. saw them last year. Yeah, they've been doing like a bunch of kind of shows. I think they're trying to reissue their catalogue or something. But yeah, I guess especially in Melbourne, there was such uh, a scene um, around that time. You know, people like Boys Next Door, Roland S. Howard, Birthday Party. You know, um, the Saints were from Brisbane, I guess. But yeah, there's like. A strong history of that music that made such an impact around the world that only even still now Australia's starting to take notice of it like even they weren't even aware that it kind of existed at the time because it was so marginalized um so a lot of those bands moved to the UK like bands like the go-betweens and stuff like that but now you know the go-betweens have a bridge named after them and Roland S Howard has a stage named after him at a festival in Australia so it feels like yeah it's starting to get that scene starting to get some exposure finally how about Ollie Olsen oh yeah Whirly Whirl? Was it yes, Whirly? exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, once again. They were kind of like, I'm not sure if they were like a St Kilda thing or was that a Northside thing? I think it might have been Northside. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Boys Next Door and all that were like, had like kind of a scene in kind of St Kilda. But yeah, I think Whirly Whirl were maybe kind of Northside. I think they had like a, they rented out like a shop front or something where they sort of had like their own studio and lived in there. And, you know, it was like 20 people living in this sort of weird shop space. He was in a punk band too, The Reels. The Reels, yes. But he also was in that band. Maybe you could tell me a bit about it. I've always kind of wondered, Max Q. What can you tell the people about the Max Q? Well, this is an interesting project, isn't it? Michael? Yeah, Michael Hutchins, uh, sort of going solo. Uh, it must have been like the late 80s or something like that. Um, I was actually probably a little bit too young to really kind of... Uh, you know, know too much about it at the time. I was just like, oh, that, that kind of looks like the guy from the other band. Um, you know, but a, a, a sort of a fondness for it, I think. And the movie Dogs in Space, I think that's kind of what brought that all together. What's in Port's movie Dogs in Space? If people want to get into Melbourne, is that good to check out Dogs in Space? Yeah, but yeah, I think so. I think, once again, that was like a film that just kind of got re-released a, a couple of years ago. It was like, I guess, a lost kind of film for many, many years. But yeah, and I guess Michael... Hutchins was the, I guess, the protagonist in that film. And, you know, In Excess were quite big at the time. And then he kind of went and did this um, kind of film. And it's all about that kind of music scene in uh, in Melbourne. Like people like Ollie Olsen and Roland Howard and all those people make kind of cameos in that film. Just wondering, David Bowie has seen you guys. Apparently he has. Um, I wasn't there at the time. Uh, I, I've, I've joined the band since David Bowie saw Cut Copy. But Dan might be able to tell you a little bit about his David Bowie experience? Well, I think, well, uh, I think Mitchell was the one that actually spoke to him, but um, we played a show supporting Franz Ferdinand and TV on the radio um, at Madison Square Garden, like, years and years ago, and um, just remember walking off stage and sort of thinking, it's like all these sort of bright lights, and, and as I'm coming off, I see this guy who looks sort of really similar to David Bowie, and I was sort of walking towards him thinking, wow, that guy, that's cool, that guy looks like David Bowie. And then as I got closer, I realised it actually was David Bowie. And um, I think he said, like, good show or something like that. Um, but then, so, so I was like, wow, I can't believe David Bowie's here. Um, but our, our tour manager actually made us load all our gear out of the, the, the show, like, pretty much straight after we finished playing. Um, and apparently, uh, David Bowie actually came down to our dressing room to, to have a chat with us. But because we were loading our gear out, we didn't actually get to talk to him. So it's like one of my lifetime regrets. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And I think our our ma- the way I went to verify that. <laughs> our manager, who was in the in the in our band room at the time, um, when we when we eventually got back there, was like, David Bowie came in here to say hi to you guys, and I've been having the greatest chat with him. So he was very pleased. But um, and yeah, I, I was you're there. that manager. <laughs> now I have some bad news for you guys because believe it or not, I play in a rock and roll band, The Evaporators, and we actually were asked to open for Franz Ferdinand too. Really? What, when was that? At Roseland in New York City. Oh, when, what, what era? Of... David Bowie was at the gig. Really? But David Bowie had a plus one at the gig. Whose plus one was David Bowie's plus one? Um, Pretty close. Really? Yes, you got it. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed and David Bowie were backstage at the Evaporators, Franz Ferdinand gig, and where was I? Coiling leads downstairs. (laughs) Pretty much. Ba-boom. I missed it too. So maybe it's the curse of Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. They get you there, but they're not going to help you get um, over the top. (laughs) Yeah. And it was also Anthony from Anthony and Johnson's was there as well. Got to give him some props. Anthony from Anthony and Johnson's. Uh, that's pretty good. So now that we've talked this entire interview about David Bowie, I wanted to ask, though, Nick Cave, has Nick Cave seen you guys? Um, we, did, we did a festival, um, I think. Uh, it was maybe in Ireland. Um, and I actually, I was in the catering tent um, going up to get some food. And Nick Cave kind of came in. Um, he was like in the line right behind me and he was complaining that there was no dessert there and I said well there's some fruit there if you want some fruit and he just totally ignored me so that was really helpful yeah it was I think I actually saw him walking out of the the portaloo as well you know dressed immaculately in a suit and it was uh it was just a, a strange sight but it's hard to meet Nick Cave it's hard to talk to him what's the deal on that like no, I actually, when we were rehearsing for the start of this tour, Grinderman were out in Australia doing a festival called Big Day Out, and we were rehearsing right next door to each other. And I came out, and I was sitting on the chair outside of the uh, rehearsal space having a cigarette, and he came out, and he was also smoking, and he turned around and looked at me, and I had a tailored cigarette, and he goes, Taylors? And I went, Yeah. And then he just went, nice. And he was smoking rollies at the time. And that was, that was all we said to each other. Wow, we've learned a lot in this interview. What, Nick Cave likes for cigarettes and he likes fruit too? <laughs> well, I don't think he does like fruit. That was kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. So now I, oh, okay. Now I know what not to bribe him with to get an interview. Yes, yeah. No fruit or cigarettes. He wanted a real dessert, real not dessert, fruit. A pack of cigarettes. I was also wondering, winding up here with Cat Copy, have you guys had any interaction at all with Fetus? He's done remixes, and you guys have done remixes. Scraping Fetus off the wall, Jim Thurwell. Yeah, well, I feel like we, we sort of know each other after, after that introduction. Because <laughs> he's Australian too, he's from Melbourne. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Fetus. I always thought it was like German or something. It's kind of got a bit of a, you know, sort of psych, krautrock kind of vibe, but maybe you could tell me more about fetus well all you got to do is check out his one record with lydia lunch oh do you do one with lydia lunch as well yes all you need to see is the cover and that's it (laughs) it's that good yeah (laughs) now i was wondering cat copy winding up here in vancouver british columbia canada if you're in melbourne do you know a comics place called minotaur at all uh yeah it's in the city yeah it's you can buy uh Lord of the Rings statues and things like that. Is that a good place for comics? Uh, yeah. Well, Mitchell, you buy your son comics there. 
Yeah, I guess I've been there. I've been to that place. And, yeah, if you want a statue of a gargoyle um, <laughs> and their comics, I'm sure, are, are top-notch. Because that's what I was wondering. Did it inspire at all your creation of, well, your video of... Uh, yeah, that was for um, the, that was the video that we did for Blinking You Miss a Revolution. And what can you tell the people about that vid? Like your limbs are getting played. Yeah, we we we've um, been uncovered by some futuristic ape creatures. Um, Is it Planet of the Apes? Was I wrong? Well, I don't think it's specifically that. Maybe it's Before it's. That came out even. That yeah. was the strange thing. We did this video, and um, yeah, and it took it took a while to get together. There was some, I guess, uh, post production effects going on there. And while we're waiting for this video to come out, uh, then all then the new Planet of the Apes is launched, and we see it coming out. We're like, we heard announcements for it. We hope ours is released first, and of course it wasn't. It was released <laughs> a month or so later, and um, so yeah, I guess hence the association. Plus, um, yeah, plus they are apes in there. And the limbs are played. Your limbs are played. Yeah, well, the, the apes grab our sort of discombobulated heads and arms and, um, and use them to perform the song, basically. And I was thinking, severed, 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 yeah. the severed heads. Seminal Australian, I guess, industrial, industrial electronic band. And they play watermelons, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they. Uh, I remember. Yeah, seeing a video of that. They put like a contact mic in a watermelon and dropped it from a two-story building and used that on a recording. Yeah. Have you had any interactions with them at all? Severed heads? Um, no. Like they, they occasionally do shows. I think they did a show just recently with Gary Newman in Australia. Every now and again, they'll kind of come out of like. Well, I don't think they've ever retired. I think. Um, I think one of those like a university lecturer, a university uh, lecturer. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're like a hugely influential band, like around the world. But once again, not that really well known in Australia. So, isn't it all these musicians are now like university lecturers? Yeah, well, I guess what, you got to get a real job eventually, don't you? <laughs> it also made me think the backstages at your gigs could be incredible, like severed heads coming out. and It, it could be really, it must be amazing, like some of your backstages there with all the amazing Australian musicians. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> you wouldn't believe it. Well, you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd like to ask you. Have SPK ever showed up at any of your gigs? Ooh. No, are they Australian too? Yes, they are. Do you remember them? I did not know these guys were Australian. I'm just throwing it all out there for cut copy. It's a learning experience for all of us, I think. This okay. is weird. Yeah. Okay, from one angle, SPK, this is really pushing it here. Ice House. Well, okay, so yeah, we know this. Ice House. Well, yeah, everybody knows Ice House, I guess. Yeah, please explain Ice House to us Canadians, if you could. Um, well, I guess they were quite a, a big pop band in in the eighties in Australia, but I think they in the states too. They had like um, you know top ten hits in the states, like maybe sort of five top ten hits or something. So they were, I think they were reasonably big outside of Australia too. But yeah, they were kind of like I guess new wave synth pop, um, led by this guy Ivor Davey, who I guess is sort of a, got a bit of a David Bowie sort of a, a vibe going on. Um, and uh, yeah, is I guess probably when we were growing up, like those songs were all over the radio. So pretty familiar with Ice House. How about Sadistic Execution? You ever heard of them? I have heard of them. It's spelled with a K or something, isn't it? Instead of uh... they're like the number one metal band in Australia. Okay, yeah, yeah, they just they they could well be. And I love the back of the CD. It says something. What does it say there? We don't we don't worship Satan. Satan worships us. Ah, boom. <laughs> 
All right, these guys, yeah. I'm going to start. They're my favourite metal band in Australia right now, I've got to say. Cut copy. I have a gift for you, lastly here. I realise you carry CDs, but now you've got some vinyl to play. Yes, which is great. But there's one person I've left out, because you never can have enough of Jean-Michel... Jarre. This is for you guys. What can you say about Jean-Michel Jarre? Do you have this particular 12-inch? I don't have this particular one. I think I've got the album this is from, the Zuluk uh, album. Does it help getting the 12-inch when you're DJing? Do you like playing the 12-inch version? It usually sounds better, so yeah. Mixing it up, like, or do you like or the extended version? Or what about the short? Don't sometimes you need to do it shorter? Um, well, I guess that's the whole point of the 12-inch version. So you have, like, you know, that you can play it out in discos and, yeah, clubs. Go to the bar and get a drink while it's playing. Well, it's Come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. for time. Well, thanks so much, Cat Copy. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Just, just thank you. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Well, thanks so much, Cat Copy. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do do do.
and you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 88.5, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Twilight by Cut Copy. And before that, an interview with Australia's Cut Copy. Coming up, a couple things related to Cut Copy and a couple things not related to Cut Copy. Here is Liquid Liquid with Caravan. Then I'm going to play something by The Birds. And this is quite interesting. There was The Birds from California, the B-Y-R-D-S from California. Then there was The Birds, the B-I-R-D-S from England, led by Ron Wood, later to join the Rolling Stones. And then it was The Third Birds, B-I-R-D-S, from Australia in the 60s. And they claimed that they had been members of Ron Wood's Birds. They moved to Australia and got a record deal and even covered the Birds, the B-I-R-D-S, from England. Although there was no proof they had anything to do with the Birds. So I thought I'd play something by the Birds, Dust in My Pants, and then something by the Moodists, featuring Dave, Granny, and Claire. Here right now is Liquid Liquid with Caravan on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Thank you. 
And you're still still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 88.5, and an Ardoire, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And in honor of Cut Copy, playing a bunch of Australian and non-Australian music. You just heard, right there, the Moodists from Australia, with That's Frankie's Negative. And... Before that, we heard The Birds, the B-I-R-D-S, from Australia with Dust in My Pants and began with Liquid Liquid's Caravan. Coming up right now, going to play something by The Severed Heads again. You mentioned why The Severed Heads again? Well, there's a bit of connection for all this coming up. In Belgium, the week before Christmas, there's going to be a BIMFest happening, and it's going to feature Front 242, The Severed Heads, and Clock DVA. The BIMFest in Belgium. I think in Antwerp, right, Beppy? Yes, Beppy has brought in his records. Can you tell? Played the Severed Heads two weeks in a row on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show. Must be Beppy's influence. In fact, Beppy was asking me to ask you listeners, do you want to hear some Front 242 live? If you want to hear some Front 242 live, please phone up 604-822-2487-UBCCITR and we'll play some Front 242 live. Or tell me what your request will be on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show. So right now, going to play The Severed Heads and then going to play something by Skinny Puppy Assimilate, which was co-authored by Tom Ellard of The Severed Heads. And to tie it all together, it was remixed by Richard the 23rd from Front 242. And if you want to hear that Front 242, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Also want to know, as you're traveling from Vancouver to Australia, a lot of times people stop off in Hawaii. Got some Hawaiian Don Ho, rest in peace, all queued up for you if you want to hear that as well. So, Battle of the Bands, Don Ho versus Front 242. Let us know. 604-822-2487. 604-UBC-CITR. Here right now are the severed heads with Skippy Roo Kanga
If you're feeling lonely You can come with me Feel my arms around you Play beside the sea We will think of something to do Do it till it's perfect for you and for me You can come with me So leave your world behind you You can come with me Sing the song I'll teach you Live your fantasy Loving in a natural way Doesn't matter what time of day you and I play You can come with me Won't you come with me You can come with me Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 
FM 102, Cable 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And you're still, still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, believe it or not, Don Ho with Hawaii Five O. Yes, that entire track, all... Four minutes and 27 seconds with is called Hawaii Five O. Actually, Hawaii Five O slash You Can Come With Me by Don Ho from his 30 Hawaiian favorites. And Hawaii, of course, a stopover on your flight from Vancouver to Australia. And before that, Skinny Puppy with Assimilate, the Tom Ellard co-write, Tom Ellard from Severed Heads, and the Richard 23 Front 242 mix. Sorry, couldn't find any vicious circles at all to play. Apologize to you, caller. However, we did find a live Front 242 record that Beppy called in to want to play. Yes, Beppy, who brought in the record, called into CITR because he wants to hear some Front 242 live on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. So here's Front 242 live on CITR. FM 102, cable 88.5, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And sorry again about no vicious circle. Bye.
today. I think we made it. I've been working for this weekend. Today is Friday, October 14, 2011. I'm Chirag Mahajan, and this is News 101.